Hello and welcome to today's Deeper Than Blue soundbite. If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button or if you'd like to find out more, head over to deeperthanblue.co.uk. Our topic today covers IBM Cloud and integration, going in depth into the IBM Cloud Packs, which are a faster, more reliable way to modernise and move to the cloud. So, let's introduce our speakers. Hayley from Deep and Blue, and I'm with Steve. Hi, thanks Hayley, yes, and, uh, and welcome to the, uh, the second in our uh, Downbite series. Um, I'm again here with Chris Booker from Deep and Blue and Peter from IBM. Um, thanks, guys, for the first session. It was, it was, um, it was really interesting introducing the uh, the concept of the IBM Cloud Packs. Uh, just as a follow-on, and I suppose mainly first aimed at Pete, um, uh, you we touched on um, the relationship with uh, with Red Hat and and, and OpenShift being uh, used for packs. So we've had a number of, uh, of questions in following the first uh, the first soundbite, um, and I think the first one would be if you Pete, if you could maybe discuss um the red hat uh, um offering and um and why it was so is so crucial for uh, to ibm yeah sure thanks um so so red hat is i mean it's a, a very well-known company i'm sure most people out there are well aware of red hat but if if you're not they they're the world's leading provider of enterprise open source solutions so essentially what they do is they um, work with the the open source community um, the community is developing a whole range of fantastic technologies and you know it's an incredibly innovative environment. What Red Hat do is they support those communities but also package up those open source uh, capabilities and take them to market as commercial offerings. So they don't sell the software licenses as such, they're selling support for um, packaged open source capabilities. But they do more than just you know offer out standardized open source. Uh, capability. So an example is their uh, OpenShift platform, which is really important for our IBM Cloud Packs. Um, in that case, what they've done is they've taken a whole range of different open source technologies. Um, I think, I don't know the exact number, it's around 100, maybe even more, of different technologies, including Kubernetes, which always uh, gets, um, which always gets the um, all of the praise but there are lots of other technologies built in there as well so they assemble all of these technologies they integrate them they test them together and they version control them they package them together and they support them as a single offering so that's the, the business model of, of red hat and they've been extremely successful in doing that and they're very very well regarded um, so we acquired them uh, the the acquisition was completed uh, july of 2019 last year um, for a, a considerable amount of money uh, but the reason being a, they're a fantastically successful business. B, um, the technology that they have, particularly, not only, but particularly with Red Hat OpenShift, we see as being fundamental to chapter two of cloud that we talked about in the last um, episode. It, it's, we see it as being absolutely pivotal to the, uh, the marketplace going forward and how we can enable our clients to be far more innovative uh, and make, be successful in the multi-cloud era. So in the last session, Pete, we talked about, you know, the commencement of chapter two and obviously OpenShift uh, from IBM's perspective and Red Hat's perspective is going to play a major part. Um, we also touched on the different types of cloud that organizations might adopt from public, private to hybrid. How does OpenShift help clients and organizations 
around the world use those clouds? Yeah, great question. So this, this is really the, the key to it. So as I said, OpenShift is a collection of different technologies which have been packaged together. Um, so underneath there, the, the core to all of it is actually um, Linux. So Red Hat Enterprise Linux in this case. Um, and Linux is an open source capability which has you know, um, certainly begun to, to dominate the, the operating system world. Um, and that's the base of everything that we're talking about. On top of that, we have the containers uh, that we discussed in the last episode as well. Uh, that container approach um, to deploying uh, microservice-based applications is what gives us the portability. So the containers can be deployed into any uh, Linux environment, essentially. Um, and that gives us portability of applications. It also allows us to do all kinds of clever things around it. So the other things that are built into that OpenShift are around controlling that environment, delivering uh, automated operations around that environment, uh, giving you security around that environment, giving us the governance, the auditability, all of the things that we really need to run production grade um, applications. So it's not only about containers, uh, it's not only about Kubernetes, those are both very important, but it's about having that uh, enterprise ready um, governance and operational capability and security capability wrapped around it. Um, but having all of those things together and being able to deploy our applications into any of those cloud environments, whether they're on-premise or in the public cloud or a mixture between the two, with common tooling, common governance, common operations, uh, common security, takes away a huge amount of effort, risk, time, cost, you name it. So it's really about standardizing that uh, application environment on this open source technology. So we're effectively saying that we're helping the client remove complexity and nuances from each cloud vendor by deploying this technology. It's a common platform available to be deployed into any cloud moving forward. Yeah, that's a big part of it. So, you know, there are a number of um, very, very strong public cloud offerings out there. You know, AWS have a fantastic public cloud, um, as do Microsoft Azure and Google. Um, they're great environments, they have fantastic services available within them, and we've seen that in, in the adoption of those environments in the market. Um, but what we also have seen is that actually, when you make use of those um, services, the more of the built-in services you use in those cloud environments, the more tied in you are to that particular cloud vendor. So if for any reason you want to move to a different cloud vendor, you want to shift your application, it's very difficult to do so. Um, so we've seen uh, an increased concern about uh, vendor locking when it comes to cloud environments, which is something 20 years ago we were talking about with hardware vendors, now we're talking about with public cloud environments. Another theme that we're seeing repeating itself in history is 20 years ago we were talking about uh, the creation of silos within our IT departments and having to break those down in order to be efficient and effective. We're having the same thing here. So although, for example, AWS, Azure, etc., have great services, they also have great tooling in order to manage those services, but they only manage their own stack. So you're effectively building up silos for each different cloud provider. Our approach as IBM with our Red Hat capabilities is saying, actually, you should be adopting common practices, common processes, use common tooling, common, common operational procedures, common security across all your cloud environments and get visibility and control across the whole cloud. 
Yeah, understood. I mean, there's this concept of a tethered cloud, and I guess what you're describing there from Amazon uh, by deploying on Amazon ECS or uh, Azure or, G or GCP from Google or any other cloud for that matter, effectively kind of creates that uh, that tethering that then becomes difficult to break should you decide that uh, either commercially it's not as viable as an alternative or um, you know there's a breakdown in the relationship or the organization has a change of uh, direction in terms of the cloud provider yeah absolutely so you know we mentioned in the previous episode that what we want to enable in cloud chapter two is the ability for organizations to build their applications once and deploy where it makes most sense but that's a that's a living thing you know that that statement might change um, on a monthly or yearly basis where it makes most sense to run an applic a particular application may well change depending on business um, political or financial circumstance um, so we have seen you know various uh, geopolitical moves uh, over the last couple of years which are uh, incur which are meaning that organizations are needing to look at where they deploy their applications geographically um, and not all cloud providers have data centers in all geographies so they have to consider that as an important uh, part of their business resiliency so yeah just to kind of summarize on that one it, it seems to me then that the obviously the relationship with red hat and the ability to use OpenShift within the cloud packs facilitates suppose we should say the three key tenants of the uh, of the cloud packs which is obviously run anywhere open and secure as well as, as consumable um not only in paying for for what you need but paying only paying for it when you need it absolutely right so i, I think you, you've summarized it really well so built on open sources is the, the key to all of this that's that's what enables the um the standardization uh, but it's also what accelerates the innovation so you know it, it's open source so it's built by the community it might be packaged and taken to market by red hat and by ibm as part of cloud packs but it's built by the community and we you know we expect to benefit um, and the client our clients should benefit from the investment the community makes in new capabilities so that that's really important um, but then as you said the, the portability across those environments for a business that's giving me agility and I'm able to respond to circumstance whether I want to innovate more quickly or I need to respond to a, an external threat that gives me that um, flexibility and it de-risks my business to a certain extent as well um, so I think I, I think you summarized it well but it's it's core I can't emphasize enough how important um, Red Hat and Red Hat OpenShift in particular is to the overall cloud strategy of IBM actually. Excellent well thank you very much Pete for uh, once again helping on uh, or talking on uh, the DTB soundbites um, that's it for that, this one today but can pe people uh, stay tuned and listen out for future soundbites where we'll be discussing the individual cloud packs in more detail. Many thanks. That has been a really good insight for our listeners. And if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to ask us. Send them across to info at deeperthanblue.co.uk, which comes straight to me, and I'll be able to deal with it from there. We'll see you guys in our next podcast, which covers the Red Hat offering and more. Again, please subscribe to be the first to see this by hitting the subscribe button and we look forward to seeing you then. Thanks.